0: Welcome to Cost Conversations. My name is Aaron, and I'm excited because we have Alicia, a.k.a. the Boomstick Babe with us today. And what can we say about uh, Alicia? Well, let, let's start off with a question. The question being, is the Second Amendment in danger? Is there anything we can do about it? And with that anything, there's there's we always hear about like this long list, this long laundry list of things. Oh, we got to do this, this, this. I want to know if there's one actionable thing that gun owners, people who care about the Second Amendment, people who care about Second Amendment rights, uh, I want to know if there's anything that we can do, one thing that we can do to really push uh, our Second Amendment rights forward into the, into a good direction, because if you've been following, it's gone into a bad direction. And uh, I think Alicia is the one to kind of let us know, being that she has uh, done a little bit of work in the space. So let's go ahead and jump in. I'm excited. Let's go. All right, let's get you right. I think we everybody can hear you now. Alicia, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, it's Alicia.
0: Alicia, I'm I'm sorry. Right now. Right. I mean, you know what? It's funny. I actually had a conversation with Tony Simon about it. And then he was like, now don't that screw up name. her name about you. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, definitely going to call her Alicia at least one time. And he's like, and she'll correct you. Um, did not disappoint guys. Please let us know if we sound okay. Yeah. Shout out to Sony Simon, <laughs> Tony Simon. The second is for everyone. Two, a four E pound for pound largest gun bunny in America. Um, guys, let, let us know if we sound okay. Yeah. Great guy. And that said, Alicia, um, well, before we get started, I did, I just did want to let everybody know if you were, um, a member of our locals community, unfortunately, local servers are down, so we won't be able to live stream there as well. Uh, we'll just have to do everything here spend the uh, hour and a half here and we'll go from there. All right, guys. So, Alicia. Yes. Let's talk about the second amendment. I love it. Yeah. So yeah. with you, you've actually done some work um locally in Colorado advocating mm-hmm. for Chiquey rights, for the right to self-defense. What's that what's that process been? What's that been like? Um, well, beyond even that, like what are what are some things that you guys are actually doing that make a difference?
1: So, I really am glad, first of all, that you want to have this conversation because this is not the uh, the cool kid topic. You know, everybody wants to talk about, you know, the latest gun or the latest trend or the new video game and, you know, all the tactical stuff. And this is an area that I think doesn't get enough attention. So thank you for having that conversation. Um, working in the litigation and advocacy space is is daunting. And I think it it keeps a lot of people from participating in that because it's something that a lot of people aren't educated on. And I'm not saying I'm an expert by any means, but I think that's a deterrent is that people feel like, oh, I don't know much about that, or it's going to be difficult, or it's going to cost too much time, all of these things, but nobody's really talking about the cost of not fighting. So for me, you know, getting involved in this was about just just taking the leap, educating myself, and learning as you go. I mean, there's there's no way that you're going to be an expert on anything unless you give yourself the grace of sucking at something for a while and learning it. That comes to firearms training, to advocacy, all of this stuff. So for me, it's like, well, just because I don't know it doesn't mean I can't learn it. So what I did is I started researching all the stuff that was going on here in the in the state of Colorado. I found out how to testify And what my rights were as a citizen of my state, as a a citizen of my country, and how to implement those things. So here in the state of Colorado, you can testify against bills uh, in, in person over video, or you can write a written testimony that gets attached to the bill, which, I mean, it's logged in, but I don't recommend anybody... Write something. I recommend you actually testifying because then the Senate and the House is going to hear your voice. They're going to look at you. They're going to know who you are, and I think that has a, a much heavier impact than just you know writing something. But every effort counts.
0: Okay, so you're saying that the main thing we can do, if I'm if I'm hearing you correctly, is to basically find an opportunity to go before your local body or or even the federal bodies and give testimony.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, advocacy starts with money. I mean, if the, I mean, let's be real here. There's a lot of companies out here that need your assistance, mainly Rocky Mountain Gun Owners. That is my association that I work with here very heavily. I highly love them and respect them. Uh, RockyMountainGunowners.org. You can go to RMGO.org and you can donate there. Um, You can donate directly to my lawsuit. If you go to my Instagram, you can go to my link tree in my bio. And I have links there to all the organizations I support. The money goes directly to the lawsuit. So right now, I am currently the plaintiff against the state of Colorado as a co-plaintiff with Rocky Mountain Gun Owners. And we are suing the state of Colorado for a three-day waiting period that they implemented on October 1st to purchase a firearm here in the state. So I find that absolutely absurd and ridiculous. So I said, well, what am I going to do about it? You know, everybody wants to, you know, do one of these when it comes to who's responsible for your rights. At the end of the day, it's your civic duty to stand up and represent yourself. And I think people have a misconception of what the Second Amendment is. The Second Amendment is there telling you that it is your duty and responsibility to stand up against tyranny and your tools That enable you the ability to do so are firearms so why are you not also exercising you know your duty to stand up against tyranny when that long arm of treachery comes reaching for you and i think that's exactly what we do here in you know my realm and other people like tony simon what they do everything that you can get involved out against the Second Amendment isn't your shit, but you know what? You can donate money. You can spend ten bucks, twenty bucks, thirty bucks, a hundred bucks, a couple thousand bucks, and donate to companies like Rocky Mountain Gun Owners, like Firearms Policy Coalition, and make sure that you know they have the resources that they need. You can support people like me. You can donate to me. You can donate to Tony Simon. You, those are all forms of advocacy that I think gets overlooked as well.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree that. We need to go through the trouble of finding $5, $10, $50. I mean, how crazy would it be if people like yourself, people like Tony, even some of the larger orgs who they also do need funds at the end of the day. Um, Absolutely. But like, let's not forget that there are people like yourself going. Um, How crazy would it be if you had 100 people who you knew were going to chip in 10 bucks a month for a year? Just one year commitment. that wonderful. Um, now, somebody in the comments said that my audio is kind of glitching out. I'm hearing a, maybe yeah. a little bit of echo. I, I don't know if it's coming back around through on your side. Or am I, are we on speaker? You got me on speaker? I don't no. know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But guys, if you guys are noticing some. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Guys, if you guys are hearing uh, messed up audio, just kind of let I me know. know. I'll do what I can to try to adjust. Um, so but would, the, would how beneficial would that be? The um,
1: I mean it's tremendous. The the need for funds, like right now I think um Rocky Mountain Gun Owners and um the Second Amendment Foundation, I think they have like a three hundred thousand dollar legal bill a month. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: So that's I mean what's <laughs> that even real money? Like <laughs> Yeah, but that—that's the thing. Was, what is it? What are you paying, and what does it cost? Because those aren't always linear. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? What's ten dollars to you is, is maybe you know not getting you know crappy Starbucks for a, a day or two or something, and what that means and, and the price of that is enabling freedom. You know, getting your voices heard, getting your issues addressed, supporting. Legalities when it comes to your civil rights, and this is these are your civil rights. This isn't just you know. I say this all the time. I'm kind of known for it. Like, hey, we're not selling Coke and Pepsi here. We're selling dangerous freedom. So, do you want to be a part of the change, or do you want to be a part of the problem? Because there is no in between. And I think that's a misconception. You know, there's. I had so uh, yesterday attend. I attended all day a um, a training. Um, It was more of like a classroom lesson for eight and a half hours about what it means to be in politics, in conservative politics. And unfortunately, this is conservative politics to a lot of people. Guns are usually associated with, you know, right wing politics. And I learned a lot. But one of the things that we discussed that I didn't pretty much agree with is that um, you're either... Where, you know, where are you on the side when tyranny comes knocking? Where were you if if you were in, you know, Germany when the Nazis came and knocking? Were you complacent with them? Did you comply? Did you give them what they wanted? Did you, yes, sir, yes, ma'am? Did you revolt?
0: Just doing my job.
1: Or did you sit at home and do nothing. And Hmm. I think there's a misconception of what it means to sit at home and do nothing. Sitting at home and doing nothing is a choice to support the tyranny. It is. Unless you're on one side or the other, there is no such thing as the in between. There's either growth or decay in this world. If you're not doing one, you're absolutely doing the other. That's right. So what choice are you making?
0: That's right. I, I think you're, I think you're correct. Um, so many of us, truthfully, whether it's like civil rights stuff or back uh, when America was fighting Nazism across the globe or, or even even some of the, the questions that came up in uh when America was fighting in Vietnam. There's a lot of questions about even the why we were there. And so many people were just like, toe the toe the line, toe the line. Like we're here, so it must be must be because we are doing the right thing. And that's not always true. In fact, most of the time, that's not true.
1: Um, People forget, and this is something I discuss in my classes. So I'm also a firearms instructor. I'm also an RSO. I do teach private classes here in Colorado. I have tons of students that I teach every week. I also have a service that I'm just beginning to start called the Gunsier that I'm helping fit firearms and kind of cultivate people's firearms experience for them to help them out. But one of the topics that I discuss in my class is that just because it's legal doesn't mean it's moral, morally correct. And just because it's morally correct doesn't mean it's legal. And, you know, when you're talking about, you know, just following orders, that is a very, very slippery slope. I have a lot of law enforcement and military in my family. My grandfather, who I think is the most wonderful man that ever lived, was the fire chief of our entire town. My favorite uncle who confirmed me in the Catholic church was the retired, He's the retired sheriff of our, um, he's a retired captain of our sheriff's department. I have tons of uncles and cousins that are police officers. I've, you know, my, my nephew is in the Navy. My grandfather was in the Navy. My uncles are in the Navy. I have a lot of experience dealing with this. And one of the issues that I see is that one, you know, if you're going to back the blue, how much of the blue are you going to back? Because Responders to enforce these laws, let's call it what it is. And my question to them and their families is: When do you uphold your duty to the the Constitution? You swore duty to be a peacekeeper and be a representative of the people, not the long arm of tyranny. And I think they it becomes them standing up for tyranny and being like, "Hey, I'm just doing my job. What you're doing is enforcing illegal laws." And are you going to open fire? Are you going to arrest? Are you going to incriminate your fellow man just because you were told to? You know, like those are the issues that I have. And you know, I don't. I, I think our whole law enforcement system that we have is trash. I mean, might as well be honest. Um, first of all, these guys aren't paid enough, um, enough money, and their families aren't secure enough in that pay and making sure that if their father or their husband or their brother never comes home that they are going to be duly compensated and i don't mean just financially i'm talking about that they have a mental health stipend these fi- these firearms officers you know or you know policemen whatever they need mental health they need extensive resources for that mental health they need extensive training they need to be held more accountable for training with firearms and understanding how to de-escalate how to use verbal judo how to deal with the common man because i think when police officers are walking into a situation their mentality is completely opposite of what we as a civilian would be in the mindset of we are going to be reactionary they are pro Reaction. You that they're being proactive when they're walking into a situation. Like, okay, they're already assuming violence is present. They're already ready to go. If violence is is something that we're going to encounter, even with law enforcement, we are going to be reacting. Right, a, a threat has to happen first for us to, oh crap, and then grab our gun and respond to that stimulus. Right. So our dynamics are completely different. And I think a lot of people also forget that you have a right to self defense even against the law. And people find me controversial for that. But I'm going to tell you right now, I've seen a lot of people die from no-knock warrants that were served erroneously.
0: I don't think most people are comfortable with that conversation or ready to understand the implications. And there are people who have gotten themselves into situations where it's played out in their favor and they were justified or exonerated in court um, as justified deadly force usage. And there there are people who have not. Um, So... I tell you what. I want when when I I I think you're onto something, but it's such a hard conversation to have. (laughs) You definitely are a troublemaker. You're about to get me in trouble. They're about to the FBI's about to you know, send a send a ping to my phone and say my phone's about to light up and be like, FBI wants to know your location. You know? Get rid of Right. Hey, hey, well, I <laughs> well, just want to say hello to everybody in the chat. I see there's a couple couple Uh-oh. of you guys going back and forth, and I definitely appreciate you guys being here for this conversation. Um, hey, I actually just got a message in from somebody you know, and they want Uh-oh. to ask you a question. You, you mind if we go ahead and play that? Let sure. Me, me who is pull it? That up. Well, I'm going to surprise you. How about that?
1: Oh, no. I hate surprises. Just oh, so my you gosh.
0: Know. No, I, I think it's a good surprise. You'll be all right. Okay. This is Tony Simon from the 2nd is for Everyone diversity shoot and the 2nd is for Everyone podcast. I would have one question, well actually a two-parter. One, what is it like having your name on a lawsuit that will be history-making? I think it's awesome and I want to hear like the feeling you got when you knew it was happening. And my second question, or a second part of my question is, who's your favorite gun bunny, and why is it Tony Simon? <laughs> Have a great show, guys. I love Tony. I told you it wasn't going to be bad. Come right on. Right here. Have some faith in me. Yeah. Tony. Tony's that guy. Definitely love Tony. Let's, let's hit him with the heart. He's a wonderful
1: human being.
0: Yeah. He's awesome. He's a
1: very, very wonderful human being. So. To answer his question, of course you're my favorite, Tony Simon. I love you, Tony. Um, I can't wait to see you. I hope I, I hope I get to see you at Shot Show, Tony, so I could put a big hug on you. Um, the lawsuit. I mean, I'm not. I think I'm kind of known already for brutal honesty, and that's what I'm going to give you. Yeah, it's cool uh, to have your name on a lawsuit that is going to be history We're, I mean, me and the Rocky mountain gun owners and my legal team at mountain States legal, they are very much on the same page that I am. Like I will fight to the death. I'm one of those people. that's like, I don't back down to anybody. I don't care who it is. Um, that's always been my spirit. I've always had a, a fiery Phoenixy, you know, nature about me. So that's exactly how this is going to go down. Um, if we gotta get to Supreme Court, we're gonna go to the Supreme Court. We're gonna keep pushing as far and as wide as we need to until we succinct what we need to succinct. However, this is not something that is that I take very lightly. Uh, I had to really sit down and think about this. I mean, when when the opportunity came up, there was no doubt in my mind that I was gonna do it. I was like, Yep, sign me up, put my name on that paperwork, let's do this. But um, it's kind of terrifying in a little bit of a way. It, it's exciting, yay, great, I know that. But it's terrifying because I'm basically putting a spotlight on myself to be attacked. Um, people now know for the rest of my life that I am a you know, rebel, firearms, gun-toting, loudmouth, hippie troublemaker. And that's how the government views me and it's kind of putting a target on your back but I mean bring it i don't know what else to say because honestly i'm just tired of people not doing anything i'm tired of the ap- the apathy that is plaguing the second amendment industry and i'm tired of the cool kid stick and i'm tired of it being influence over you know influencer over advocate and yeah, it's cool to be popular on the internet and all that jazz and hang out with the cool kids and do cool stuff. I love to shoot guns. I, I love to shoot full auto. I love range days. I love all that stuff. But what are we going to do when, you know, all that stuff is highly regulated and you can't train? I mean, look how long it was for California to even be able to buy ammunition to train with. I mean, it's, it's, it's become a, a circus and to me, it's like, well, the only way that I'm going to be able to look at myself in the mirror and respect myself is if I do what I know needs to be done and make this happen. so that's how it feels. It's a little terrifying because I mean, you never know how far they're gonna go to discredit you in the press or if they're gonna be contacting your family you know i've I've been reached out from different avenues of the media here. Um, you know, different news channels and stuff that want to interview me for this. And I've turned them all down. And people are like, why are you doing that? Why aren't you talking to the news? It's because I know that they're going to, you know, screw and chop my interview mm-hmm. and only show their narrative. Because I, I've seen it happen many times. My good friend, who I absolutely love and respect, uh, Devin, work Chronicles and Kids to Kings, He's here in Colorado with me right now doing some amazing work. And he was just interviewed by the news. He calls me. He's like, hey, I'm going to be on, you know, News Station X. So I was like, hell yeah. You know, I plopped myself in front of the couch and queued it up. Got my phone out to record it because I'm like, you know, the cheerleader mom. Mm -hmm. And everything that he said, they showed
2: four seconds of it. And then all the other gun owners that they interviewed at the show, they showed just a minute. Sorry about that.
0: <laughs> um, but know, isn't that what and they then, do?
1: <laughs> that's exactly what they do. And then they show Senator Sullivan, who is backing the bill that I'm suing against. They let him talk for three, four minutes mm-hmm. about how this gun, this this law, is essential to keep people alive, and how gun owners are a threat to themselves and the society because that's why they need a three day waiting period is because they have mental health issues and they could possibly be contemplating killing themselves or killing somebody else. That is a huge insult.
0: That is massive. Uh, And it makes no sense. I mean, here's the thing. If you could back that up with data that says, Hey, uh, one out of every five gun purchases is leading to some sort of violent incident. You might, you might have a leg to stand on per se. But the numbers don't support that in the slightest. In the sli- I mean, I, I I just bought two guns a little while ago. Both Which of them one? are just hanging out. Uh, it was two Glocks. It was the Glock forty five and the Glock forty three X. For those okay, who- I have the forty three X. Yeah,
1: I have a and, whole bunch of bunch, bunch of hookups, whole bunch of affiliates. If you want to trick that sucker out, you let me know.
0: I definitely would be interested. Now that said, it's. You know, um Strap House Customs shout out to uh shout out to them in the in the chat and you know for the support that they've Is given that the
2: Fridge?
0: Show. Yes, oh Fridge. You oh. know Fridge? Yeah. That's what's up. What's up, Fridge? Um so they're they're saying it happens that, all the time. So- Oh, you can't. That's that's crazy. They say they chop and screw the interviews. Yes, they absolutely do. I had a guy who did an interview down in Florida. He was, a lot of firearms instructors are weird about constitutional carry because a lot of them make a lot of their money on, you know, license to carry courses. And there's some concerns where if they're not, you know, they could mess up their revenue and they, you know, mess with the bag. And I understand. I'd like to talk about that topic. Well, let's definitely dive into it in un momento. One second. So, and he did an interview and the way it was posted and the way it looked is he's like some anti-gun guy, even though he he said a lot and they only posted three seconds where he was not in in strongest support of our rights to carry with or without uh, a license and made him look bad. That said, you know, it's just is what it is. You can always... What did Maj say? Um, Media's most effective devil in America. I have
1: that shirt. Shout yeah. out to Maj Teray.
0: Shout out to Maj Teray and the in the solid work that he's done trying to change the narrative. I know a lot of people have an issue with him. That's too bad. Look at the good work he's done, and you know, cheer him on when he does good work. If there's something you don't like, tell him. Tell him. <laughs> I don't know if you he'll know, I met
1: Maj a handful of times. His crew's my crew. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. You guys we have all- a lot
0: of mutual <laughs> friends.
1: Oh, uh, and they're not just mutual friends, like my closest friends. Right. You know, Devin and Jelani and Ken and Katie. Katie. And those, Those are, you know, that's my right here. Yeah. You know? So, and it's like, well, I've met Maj a whole bunch of times and I, I've I've been around Maj where no, there's no cameras, there's no media, it's not a an defense. Yeah. And Maj is a very nice man. And yeah. He has always been a very stand up, respectable person to me. He supports a lot of my friends. And so he's guilty by association to me. Like, he's people to me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to make sure that I'm like, if you're going to talk trash about Maj, just don't do it around me. Right. Okay. Now I know that I can't kick it with you. Because if you think Maj is controversial, you don't have a clue who I am.
0: <laughs> right. No, but he, here's, here's the interesting thing he was on the show a little while ago. And everything that he said, I was just like, yeah, makes sense. I understand mm-hmm. that, you know, he's got the, uh, that, that Philly tone. So a lot of yeah. things that he says, some can, can kind of come off as aggressive, even though he's just being kinda like, St. Louis, too." Yeah, Right. Like you, like, you, you kind of have you to know have where, have where a person's from.
1: Philly or, or St. Louis, you're, you don't understand why they're like that. And then once you go, you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. oh, I get it. It's a vibe. Yeah. It's, it's right. very straight to the point. You know what I mean? Like there's no frills, no thrills, no, you know, no miss six o'clock. It's just straight to the point.
0: Extremely. And a lot of people can't handle that. They need you to kind of baby them a little bit, like get crack out the massage oil and work, you know, break them down before you can actually uh, say a word to them. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that every little thing that we've all said or done um, is right in the end, but I like to look at a person's track record and the good that they've done. And I like to uh, try to support what the good people do, you know, even if they make a mistake or do something that I would be like, "Ah, I don't think that's a hill to die on, but you know, we've all done weird stuff that said um, overall I support what Mosh does. And I think, I think it's important that when, when we're, you know, raising money and doing things like that, Look at look at the work that he's doing. Obviously, look at the work that you're doing. Um 2A4E. There's like 20 or 40 other people that are like you guys, small grassroots, but have well, I don't know if, how small Maj is with um Black is it Black Guns Matter? How am I forgetting the name? Yeah. Anyways, I want to I wanna crack into the subject that we, we kind of avoided for just a second, which was um, constitutional carry. That's a big deal when it comes to Second Amendment conversations. Some people um, have said to me, people who are Second Amendment-ish, um, that if you are not allowed to open carry or if you're restricted in your right to carry maybe long guns in public, that's not a violation of your Second Amendment. It's, a, it's an inconvenience because maybe you'd like to do it one way or another. It's not like you can't buy guns or own a gun in your home or whatever. Um, others believe that you should be able to ride around in an Abrams um, an Abrams tank with no restriction. I like that idea. I have no problem with that. As long as you're not aiming it at me, you're like, I'm good. Um, somebody's going to clip this one day and be like, I heard you believe that you, uh, American citizens should have tanks. And then I would say, yes. you can have a tank. Yes. You can have a tank. You just have and to
2: do
1: If it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. Because they're okay with it. I say this all the time. Your government is not Mm anti-gun. They love guns. They have guns and heavy-duty equipment that they hide behind on a daily. On a daily. They protect their homes. They protect their kids. They protect their family members. They protect their money and themselves Mm. with guns. They just don't want you to have them.
2: Not So, my
1: question to people that don't feel that we should have those types of guns is why do you feel that their lives are more valuable than mine or our children or my family's? That's what I want to know. Like, why are you overlooking the fact that my life is just as valuable as theirs? My life is definitely worth protecting. And when it comes to constitutional carry, I mean, I'm all about it. I, I honestly, I would love it if I could go everywhere with just a, you know, a leg rig everywhere with my gat strapped to my leg. I'd be very happy with that everywhere I went. But I want people to understand that that is a mindset that we are going to have to cultivate, and that is a a skill set that we, as a community, have to cultivate as well. Because I see a lot of people on the internet promoting caring openly, especially like in more southern states. You know, men and women alike. This is not just you know the gun bunny. The gun bunny is a genderless thing. Okay, the gun bunny is (laughs) non-binary. So we are seeing people on the internet like, hey, you know, let me teach you how to use a gun. What what's your certification? What is your skill set in order to do that? If you're going to be telling people to open carry, you can't just have a regular old you know outside the waistband holster. That's not succinct enough. Mm -hmm. You need to have a level two or better holster. That you cannot be disarmed walking around with a gun because I mm-hmm. think society I'm I'm not gonna say society's not ready for that. Absolutely. I think that society is never ready for anything. I think mm-hmm. that's the whole point of growth is you can't prepare for the unpreparable. You just have to do. Yeah. You just have to do. So if you're going to be, you know, advocating for constitutional carry, then lead by example and do it properly. Get yourself a level two better holster. Make sure that you're showing people how to train showing people how to be in the correct mindset and the constraints that you're going to experience and the resistance you're going to get from people and you're going to have to have a higher level of conduct in the way you're behaving with that gun in front of people because now you're representing an entire community of people so yeah. step it up
0: yeah so what i heard you say is constitutional carry open carry um maybe has a few things that you should consider before yeah. you, but I, I didn't hear you say that you're not, you're against it.
1: I'm not against anything when it comes to being free with guns. Okay. I'm I'm straight up revolutionary gangsters when it comes to that stuff. Like if I could go someplace with a straight up SBR with a su- suppressed right here, everywhere I go, I'd be like, oh yeah, let me get some, let me get some of that chicken. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: You know, like, I have no problem with that. I want to normalize gun culture. And I think the only way that we're going to do it is if people start actually representing the fact that they are gun people and they have guns. And it's like, yeah, I'm a gun person. Yep. I carry guns. Yes, Mm -hmm. I like guns. Yes, I shoot guns. And what? Right. And what? If if we're not, how are we going to normalize it if people are still treating it as if it's a taboo topic? You're advocating for keeping it taboo by perpetuating that narrative.
0: You know, it's, it's so interesting because I think like gun imagery is so embedded in culture that I can literally wear this hat from my guy Glock Bay with a little 8-bit guy with a gun. Let me let me get a little closer.
2: No, I think, see,
0: see? Yeah. Like I can wear this hat and people, I, I wore it at church, right? And people are like, nice hat. And it's it's the imagery. Now, do they know that I'm carrying a, a gun in appendix or on my hip or whatever? Maybe, maybe, maybe. not. I I, it doesn't. I mean, I I like to, you know, conceal is concealed, um, but I'm not going to lose my mind if somebody sees me printing. That said, that said, do people really understand like, like the reality of guns? I've met so many people who find out what I do and they're like, Oh, that's interesting. I've never been shooting. Can you take me shooting? And then they kind of (laughs) chicken out at the last minute and it's annoying, but it's, it's like how many people in the world have never shot a gun before, like ever. Uh, there's, let me
1: let me answer that for you. All the people that are anti-gun, right. and like there's, there is there is an abundance of people that are considering themselves gun experts that are speaking about guns that are making laws about guns that have never shot a gun. Mm-hmm. They have never experienced it, and yet they are being treated as the end all be all to decide what guns are to you Mm -hmm. that's terrifying that's terrifying to me so that's why we have to as a community get loud get involved get these politicians afraid of you and I want to be very very serious when you hear me say this politics is not to be nice You're not supposed to be out here patting these politicians on the back, telling them, yeah, you did a good job. You're supposed to be doing your job. I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're doing a good job. You know what you're only going to hear from me is when you're not doing your job. So Mm -hmm. if you want to be quiet and you want me to chill, then you better do everything that you're supposed to do because you work for me. And if politicians aren't afraid of you, they don't respect you that we, that's exactly what's going on right now in the societies that we live in is none of these politicians respect you. They don't fear their people. They do whatever they want to do. And that's exactly how we've gotten to this position that we're in right now. Oh my God, I'm watching my dog just roll around all cute on the floor. And it's so distracting because he's the
2: most perfect <laughs> I've hey, well, in my life. I have
0: a second <laughs> camera, right? Cause, cause then we'd have to pause the show and the audio listeners would be like, what's happening. It's your, fluffy
1: bunny time. Yeah.
0: That's, but that's you, you awesome. know what I'm
1: saying? Like people, like when it comes to open carry, when it comes to gun culture, the only way we're going to normalize gun culture is if you come out of the closet and you say, Hey, guess what? I'm a gun owner. That's why I love to wear shirts with guns on it. That's why I love to be very, very vocal about guns. Like people are like, Oh, you know, Oh, what's all that? That's a gun. Yeah, guns. Mm -hmm. What do you do for a living? Yeah, shoot guns. What do you do? Oh, I I train people on firearms. Oh, my God. You know, and don't like it, but I'm not here to be nice. I'm not here to be liked. I'm here to make a difference. I'm here to make people feel, you know, the pressure of the importance. You don't have to like me, but you're going to respect me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and one thing, I do want to commend you. I know normally when you get real passionate, we got a few bombs dropping. I don't think I've heard you cuss one time. You like holding I'm back. I'm
1: really, on really me? doing a good job of not saying bad words.
0: Wow! <laughs> right, listen,
2: I'm really doing a good
0: job. Like you're doing fantastic. Like I norm I I think I told you this before. Um, I don't try to censor my guests, but in like the first ten minutes. So if if something slips, don't freak out, please. Some people be like, "Oh my gosh, did I ju- can can I say that?" I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> you're an adult."
1: Listen, folks, I don't have kids and I come from a very, very candid family. Like there's no holes barred in my family. Mm -hmm. My my mother is a child of nine. My father is a child of nine. We're Chicano. We are very Chicano. We don't have boundaries. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we don't have boundaries in this family. So we cuss. We say very taboo things. We talk about sex. We we hug, we hold, we sleep in bed together. We kiss on the mouth. We are very, very close as a family. So we, we do all kinds of things in my crew that I think a lot of people would find a little bit uncomfortable. So if I cuss, I don't even realize I'm cussing sometimes because what I, <laughs> people are like, oh, would you say that around your mom?
0: <laughs> like, oh my gosh. My 10th my, uh, oh, well, grade history um, <laughs> teacher Oh my gosh. Miss Garcia. She was from Puerto hey. Rico, but I think she lived in Boston for a long time. And she would, she would get on Stefan so much. Cause he, he had a mouth on, right. And she'd be like, Stefan it's like, it comes out. It just flies out of your mouth. Like poetry. <laughs> it's like, come on, Like chill. Miss Garcia. Yo, well, I, my gosh. No, I'm a gangster broad at heart. Yeah.
1: For real. Like I'm like, I, I look, I look square. A lot of times, people are like, "Oh, she's so nice. Oh, she's so polite." And I they have. never met you. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm so sweet, right? I I love yeah. like I'm a very very loving person.
0: Oh, you're you're very but, loving, very kind, fiercely loyal. Like,
1: but I am very loyal. But when it comes to if I'm if I'm gonna be about it, oh, I'm gonna be about it. Like, I grew yeah. up in the West Side of Denver. I was riding public transportation in third grade, second grade, first grade, you know? So it was like, you had to be tough and you had to be strong. And I'm this big. You know, I'm 4'11. I'm built like a, you know, brick house. And I,
2: I get a lot that.
1: of. Commitment. And people need to know, like, stay in your lane, bro. Like, you're not going to talk to me like that. You're not going to push me around. And sometimes, you, you know, verbal judo means having to be a little bit of a bitch, a little bit of a bitch
0: sometimes. I, but I'd I be can understand that. You know. So you know I, I, mean? I have a question. Um, the other day, and this is almost off topic, but it has to do with your stature. For me, I'm 5'11", 6' with, you know, heels on, you know, that kind of thing. Um, pretty decent frame, if you guys can see. You know, I'm built semi-athletic, like I used to be athletic. I'm not talking about you, Alicia. You're not going to get me in trouble. And so my my question is, like the other day I was at a restaurant or I was in a drive-thru and somebody approached my car and I, I see him walking towards me. My doors are locked, but my window's down. And I don't feel like freaking him out by like rolling my window up last minute. Like, that's kind of rude. But, my, you know, he, he walked up to me. And, uh, yeah, some people wouldn't hesitate, right? Like yourself. Um, and that's fine. So he walked up to me and I put, he starts addressing me and I put my hand, I'd be like, hold on, man. And I just told him basically to stop, um, without saying like, stop right now. You know, like I just said, Hey, hold on, man. What's up? What you need? And, you know, he just said, Hey man, I just need a couple of bucks. I want to go buy another beer. And I was like, Oh, uh, and I like glanced down and I looked back up and he's like trying to maybe walk. To, I put my hand back up. I was like, Hey, hold on, man. Like, I'm not trying to get into it and end up in the papers, you know what I mean? Like off of somebody just trying to get a few bucks and not understanding my boundaries. How do you, as a shorter woman, as a woman in general, cause um, I don't know if this is a surprise to people, but men don't respect women as much as they respect men who can enforce their will. You know what I mean? Um, there's just something in, in, in the minds of men that we just don't see each other the same how do you, as a four foot 11, uh, female, how do you, how do you get, how do you get along? How do you, how do you encounter people? Like when someone's getting aggressive in public or when you feel like, Oh, is this person like following me? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you function? People
1: follow me all the time.
0: Like, What do you say? What do you do?
1: Um, I look them in the face and I'm like, can I help you? What do you want? Like, I see you, bro. Like you're, you're not stealthy, bro. Like, I call people out. I have no problem calling people out. And I've looked this way a long time. I've been me most Mm -hmm. of my life. And I think people forget what it's like to be a girl that has the body of a woman. You are forced to grow up very quickly. You know, I'm 13, 14 years old. I have these, you know, big old boobs. And I'm, you know, my hips are widening. I'm starting to get the body of a woman, but I'm a nerd. You know, I, I, at 13 years old, 14 years old, I never even kissed a boy. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't that chick. I hung out with my grandma and my grandpa and my uncle and, you know, my brother. And I love to hang out with the boys. I've been a tomboy my whole life. So when your body starts to change and you start to get attention as a woman, you don't want that. I'm, I'm still very much in the mindset of a girl. And yet you have grown men, you know, especially I'm trying to take the bus home from school that want to pick you up. They want to get you in their car. They're whistling at you. They're hollering at you. They try to touch you. You know, they try to close space between you. I mean, it it gets men can be very aggressive. And I mean, I don't think there's any nice way to be nice about keep your hands to yourself, bro. You know what I mean? And you just gotta, you just have to have thick skin and you have to use your voice. You can't be timid. And if you, nobody out there has ever met me before. If you haven't met me in person, I'm, I'm a tiny little lady, but I, my personality is eight feet tall. I have a lot of personality and it's very important that you have presence and you have situational awareness and you give nonverbal cues to people to let you know, to let everybody know, like I'm not the one. You know what I mean? Like this rose has thorns. So right. if you're going to try to come over here, it better be nice. You better be nice and you better talk to me nicely. And I have to uphold myself that way. And it's, you know, it's how you carry yourself. You know, walk in the place with your head held high. Know that you own that room. Know that you are running that room and know that you have the ability to use your voice and use whatever tools that you have. Cause I'm booby trapped head to toe, usually everywhere that I go. And make sure that people know, like, hey, you're going to treat me with respect. And I think it has to be also with, you can be nice. I don't always have to be a bitch to, you know, command respect. But I'm going to look at you and I'm going to make eye contact to you. And, you know, I have a nice booty. I I have a nice body. I get a lot of men following me. It's creepy. And I get a lot of women following me too. The crappy part about women is they can go into the bathrooms where you're going. They can go places that men can't go. And women get kind of handsy and women get just as aggressive as men do. So for me, it's just making sure that I, I acknowledge you and let you know that, hey, I see you. I actually had this issue the other night. I um, I went out and I like to go out. You know, I'm I don't have kids. I don't have the restrictions of being not free. and and traveling and doing the things that I want to do. So, you know, I got dressed up, you know, I went out for some entertainment for some nightlife. I, I was in a, like a lounge. I decided to leave when I left. I noticed because, you know, I'm situationally aware. I'm keeping tabs on what's going on. I noticed the guy that was also in the bar with me leave when I leave. And I started walking down the street and it's, it's normal habit to me when I walk down the street, I do a full circle. You know, I'll hmm. I'll turn around and I'll look, you know, to see who's behind me, where I'm going. I make sure everybody knows that I know that they're there. And I, I position myself, you know, pretty decently on the street, whether it's away from traffic and away from buildings as well. I don't want to give people an opportunity to corner me in anywhere. And you can also always use the reflections of the windows and stuff that you're walking past to kind of look into them and see what's around you, you know, utilize your space. And I noticed that he was walking behind me and he's kind of walking at a heavier pace. You could tell he's like kind of wanting to catch up to me. And so I turned around and I looked at him again. And usually when a guy is interested in you and he wants to talk to you, he's going to let you know that he's interested. He's going to make eye contact. He's going to say hello. He's going to say, hey, you know, how's it going or whatever. This guy didn't do that. But I'm like, why is this guy so eager to be close to me? You know, so I just took an opportunity. I, there was a another lounge there. I walked straight up to the security. I gave him my ID and I told security, hey, I think this guy might be following me. So I'm going to come in here and I'm going to post up for a while if that's okay. And nine times out of 10, security is going to be like, absolutely. You know, come on in. You know, I, I ended up knowing the security that was inside because their fellow friends that are also in the firearms community that I've trained with before. I was like, Oh, Hey, what's up? You know, nice to see you guys. You know, I told them, Hey, I think this guy's following me. He also came into the lounge. He sat down and this is the thing. He had every opportunity. If he was interested in me, like, Hey, I want to get to know you. Hey, I want to buy you a drink. I want to ask you your name to do that Mm -hmm. in the bar that I was just in in the place that I'm in now. So I sat there, had my lemon water with friends. I asked security to walk me to my car. And sure enough, when security walked me to my car, that guy left also, but he went the other way. So was he planning on doing something sketchy? Maybe, maybe not. But you have to be wise enough to know your surroundings, know what you're capable of and know what you're not capable of. Because I don't know if this guy is working in a team. Maybe there's something there that I don't know that he got on his cell phone or text and said, hey, you know, there's this chick. Maybe there was a car waiting for me at the end of that block that they were going to wrangle me into. I don't know, so you have to be smart enough and have these conversations like i t- I talk to my goddaughter, my goddaughter looks just like me, she's absolutely stunning and gorgeous, and she's twenty years old, and I would go to the depths of heaven and hell for her. I give her as much knowledge as I possibly can because I can't be with her all the time, but we have to, as a community as well, educate women on how to conduct themselves mm-hmm. and to make sure that you're your own first responder and you're aware of your surroundings because Men follow me all the time because they just want to stare at my booty. Let's be real. Are they? Are is every single one of them a threat? Maybe, maybe not. But I don't know the difference. Yeah. So I have to be wise enough to be like, "Hey, can I help you, bro? Where are you going? Can I help you? What's up? You know?" And just call them out. And it's okay to be a little bit controversial sometimes. You don't always have to take what people give you, and that's what we do with society, right? You mm-hmm. tell girls to dumb it down like you know women are cultured differently you're you're told to be nice and we need to start telling women to set boundaries instead of being nice
2: mm. imagine yeah, how I
1: different think... our world would be if we taught little girls you know you don't have to be nice to make people that make you uncomfortable
0: yeah i think that's you know as, as a father of daughters i think that's an important conversation to have um just the reality of the situation is there's a lot of people out there who don't have good intentions? I, I know there's been a lot of debate, you know, men versus women. Oh, these men are aggressive. They're this or that. They're not. They're they're masculine. They're not kind. They're not sweet. They they're not willing to cook. They're not. You know, all these different things. And uh, some of them, I, I think, are based in some truth, and, and some are just gross gross exaggerations or misre- uh, misrepresentations of how people are in real life. Um, and I think. We're addicted to seeing like just the chaos. So we're like, hey, fringe person who's clearly should be in a loony bin. What do you think about men? And then and then they say something like, you got to have $10,000 to take me on a date. Like I need it in my hand. Cash at me 10000 is something stupid like that. You got to have SOT take me on a date. You got to have what? SOT? Oh my gosh. You got to be a machine gun dealer. Golly. Well, hey, you know what? there's going to be very few men on that list, but they're all awesome
1: <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now there's not very many women out there like me, yeah, so that that bar is set extremely high. I've been very, very well loved most of my life, yeah. by being extremely excellent men, and I don't mean just by the men that I've dated and that I've been in relationships with by my father, by my stepdad, by my uncles, my brother the The men in my life are of the highest caliber.
0: That's awesome. I mean, look
1: who I hang out with.
0: Right. It's, it's a kind of an elite list of awesome dudes. Now we Mm -hmm. have a few questions coming in, but let me finish my thought and then we'll pivot to some of these questions that are coming in. There's like one or two that I think are pretty good. Um, but I think like you said, we do need to make sure that young ladies, women, even our elders feel comfortable asserting themselves not being like just a mean person because that's not gonna you know you're gonna win uh you're gonna catch more flies with honey if you're looking for friendships and you know encounters that are positive but when you're dealing with like you said in individuals who either you know at at the very best are just super awkward and they need to be told no or at the at the worst worst case scenario um are predators who are looking to um, how do you say violate everything? Harm. Yeah, harm, violate, or or whatever it is. Um, commit unlawful <laughs> acts against a person. Um, violate your space or whatever it is, and we need to make sure that young ladies, women, girls, even our elders, because there's been a few who have been harmed. Elder abuse is a thing. Um, oh yeah. We need to make sure they feel very good and comfortable about speaking up, saying what they need to say. Because there's a lot of girls who, they go years and years and years and before they say something, it's like, well, what what happened? And truthfully, maybe some don't have the best intentions, but many, many people, I can tell you for a fact, had some sort of, didn't feel comfortable. had some sort of internalized pain or fear because of how we've kind of built this thing up.
2: I mean, I could go very deep
1: into that rabbit hole because I deal with this on a daily basis, Mm. like literally on a daily basis. I'm an attractive woman. I'm very, I, I get a lot of attention and I don't mean to, but like I said, I have, I have a lot of energy. I have a boisterous personality and I have a very, you know, unique look to me to say the least. And I'm used to getting a lot of attention and it gets old. It gets old being sexualized. It gets old being treated as just a woman. and you know it's about making sure all young women and ladies and all people know that it's okay to be feminine it's okay to be beautiful it's okay to dress how you want to dress just have respect for yourself and have some integrity with how you conduct yourself like you can be sexy and you can be confident and that doesn't mean you're giving it all away you know what i mean like you could still i could i could go out right now in a turtleneck and and sweats, no makeup on, and I'm still going to be sexualized because that's the nature of the beast. Mm. We can't always control other people, but we can control how we assert ourselves. And being assertive isn't always being aggressive. You know what I mean? And uh, society has lost track of the difference between being assertive and aggressive. You Mm. know, in, in most professional settings, when it comes to being a woman, either you're a ball buster or you're a pushover. You can't be both. You know what I mean? It, it, when you start asserting yourself and you start using your voice, all of a sudden, oh, she's a ballbuster. Oh, she's. The, uh, uh, uh. But if a man does the same thing, oh, he's he's a boss. You know, he's handling business. He's, you know, he's straight to the point with it. Yeah, it earns respect. So you, you got to push through it, and you have to have those conversations, especially men. Like I'm the way that I am because I was raised by quality men who taught me, hey, you know what, baby, this is how. It's okay, you know, to use your voice. It's okay to stand up for yourself, but you also have to be prepared to be resisted mm-hmm. and you always have to have those, backup plans and that mindset too.
0: Oh man, there's this great question that came in and I, I wonder if you have a good answer for it. So we'll, we'll, I'll respond to what you just said and then we'll start answering these questions. And I keep, I keep saying, we're going to answer the questions. We're going to answer the questions. I haven't done it yet. Um, I think you've got a major point. And I, I don't want, I, I hope somebody doesn't doesn't tune in like right now and not hear hear the, the lead up, the build up, the context of what we're saying, where you literally just said like, hey, be feminine, be kind, be, you know, all the good things, but also don't let people take advantage of you and harm you and hurt you. Like, I think this is a message that everyone can get behind, but somebody's going to click this or, I mean, maybe it's a good thing so we can... Gain some momentum, and more people will tap in and actually hear what you're trying to say, you know. But somebody, you know, can easily, you know, be be tuned out and then tune in and say like, what, what, why, why are you caping for? You know, uh, you know, people get so weird about like understanding the truth about like, hey, it is different being a girl, like, or a woman, or or a lady, whatever you want to call yourself. Like, it's different, and. If you don't understand that, you're, you're missing like a bit, like basically half of how the world works, you know? So mm-hmm. let's this
2: question. I
1: love my femininity. And I want to be quite clear here. The greatest feminist on the planet is the masculine man, because mm. he understands the value and the preciousness and the energy of the woman. And he does everything in his power to provide for her, to protect her, and to be her safe space to exist. So when you hear, I I say this often, there's no such thing as toxic masculinity. The only thing about masculinity that's toxic is the absence of it. We need quality men. And it's okay to be feminine. And a lot of these women right now are so into their masculine that they're forgetting what makes them special. They're forgetting that their femininity is one of the greatest tools that they have feminine goddess energy is either the most warm welcoming nurturing creator women literally are walking around with the power of creation within themselves which is such a beautiful thing but mother nature is also goddess energy which is also the most destructive and powerful force on this earth so stop trying to be in competition with these men and start remembering what your power is and what makes you unique and special and be able to, you know, stand in that unapologetically.
0: That's, that's a, uh, that's a powerful message. I hope that people get that. And I, I, I really appreciate you kind of bringing it back together and letting people know, like, Hey, like we need to support each other.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, to be a woman is tr- to be, to, is to be special and to be unique and you don't want you don't want to be a man and men i don't think we should want to be women somebody somebody's going to hear this and try to bring the other conversation into this not not too worried about that right now but i do want to tony simon actually hopped in here for a second and he dropped a question are you ready for it another another question from tony simon he said what's your is the simon Show?"
2: name?
0: the tony simon show <laughs> da, da, da. tony simon show What's your EDC? Me
2: mm-hmm.
0: from Staccato, Tony Simon.
2: Staccato the CS, baby.
0: On the now? Staccato CS. Okay, Rich. <laughs> Rich. Oh my gosh! Look! Look at you run, running around with a twenty five hundred dollar handgun.
1: Four thousand, because it's got the flat trigger. It's got the hollow sun APS on it, and it's got the TLR seven sub on it. So. <laughs>
0: No, so just <laughs> it's, it's, it's an investment. It, it sure is. Hey, listen. Truth is, you can carry a hundred thousand dollar handgun, and as long as you're comfortable with it, as long as you can shoot it well, and you know you're not afraid to lose it, uh, should it be confiscated after a self defense incident, deadly force incident, uh, you're good. As long as you're not. I'm gonna tell you right
1: now, Sicado is very, very good to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They have treated me just wow. I mean, shout out to Staccato, Nate over at Staccato, Tony at Staccato, everybody at Staccato. They have been so warm and welcoming to me. And I'm pretty sure that if something were to happen and I'd have to use my Staccato in a self-defense situation, I don't think that they would be,
0: you know, too stingy with me. That's good to know. And I'm glad to hear that (laughs) they... uh that relationship is solid and strong. And I know here, here's, here's the thing people should know about you is you don't mention brands. You don't even think about brands. You don't say their, their names out loud until you've tested something and really you oh, know, yeah. put it to good use. So the fact that you're bringing them up, I don't think it's uh, like uh, just to bring them up. I think it's because you really <laughs> believe in that product, especially since you carry it.
1: The three guns that I carry the most, my Staccato CS, it is the biggest gun that i carry so i'm very um inclined to want to carry that gun because it's just i, I train with it all the time it's extremely well performing firearm and it mm-hmm. feels so good to shoot and I'm, I'm 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 so in tune with it um my second gun that i carry the most is going to be my sig p365 xl with the Icarus mod on it though, like the regular 365 Excel to me, the polymer frame is just garbage. So I have the Icarus Precision um, Ace on it. If you guys are curious about what that is, feel free to go to my Instagram. I have a video of me talking about it on there and it has a wicked uh, paint job on it as well. It's got like a rose gold and burgundy and stuff, digital camo by guncuts that they did for me. And then the Icarus, my
0: second is that aluminum uh, or is that is that also pol Aluminum
1: frame.
0: Yeah. Is an
1: aluminum frame. And then my third favorite gun that I carry is my Glock 42, my little 380 Glock. And I always carry Defiant Munitions uh, copper 380 rounds in there. So if anybody wants to try to come for me like, oh it's not a defensive enough round, let me shoot you with it then. Yeah,
0: 380 can put you in the <laughs> ground. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. There there are people who have been their off switch has been hit with the twenty two. Stop playing with these people. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't run into a gun. Like that's a bad. That's a and bad I idea. can hit
1: my target. So
0: that's the most important thing. Um, so we had a question come in. How do you feel about red flag laws? How might we try to include um, the best intentions of them?
1: There is no best intentions of red flag laws. And if you feel that there are good intentions for red flag laws, you need to stop yourself. You need to get you a constitution and you need to read it because all that red flag laws are is backdoor roundabout way of robbing you of due process. So we have two red flag laws here in Colorado. One was just passed again this year. One was passed in 2021 and they're called extreme risk protection orders. And what that does here in the state of Colorado, it initially was for, uh, Police officers and fa- um, family members, I think it was spouse to be able to alert authorities that somebody was either a danger to someone or to someone themselves and the system could come into your home, take the guns and ammo from you now you have a court case and you have to prove to law enforcement and or the justice system that you are stable enough to own your firearms and your ammunition now this is why these are so. Scary is because there is no foundation of what your sanity was to compare to beforehand. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: now you have a justice system that is designed to make clients of their people and criminals of their people to get the government in your home to get you paying them because courts cost money. Court costs are expensive. Litigation is expensive. Once you are in the system, you are now there they're bitch. I'm sorry. I had to say it. Okay. So now the government is in your home dictating to you how you need to conduct yourself. And you just got robbed of your due process and your right to a defense in court. So if you think that red flag laws are going to help anyway, anybody look at the state of Colorado. We've had red flag laws for quite some time. All of those red flag laws did not stop club Q from happening because Mm -hmm. that was the case indeed that red flag laws could have been exercised and law enforcement didn't do anything.
2: Isn't
0: People it? People around super that person. It is so common. In <laughs> fact it's it's a meme, which is unfortunate when when uh bloodshed and, and carnage comes with a meme, but it's a meme that uh oh a guy goes in and shoots up the place, you know, airs the spot <laughs> out, the FBI. Yes, we were aware of this person.
1: He was on the list. It's
0: oh so he ridiculous. was on the list. It's ridiculous oh, to me. I thought you had all the power and all the ability given to you by us, by us, pretty much, to exercise whatever you needed to do. Oh, you want to go take his guns? Oh, you want to bring him in? Oh, there's even um, um, extreme protective orders where you can go in and uh, admit somebody to an insane asylum if you feel like they're unwell. Like it, those already so exist just, and they've been around a long time.
1: We just got a new red flag, ERPO, uh, that was extended. But now it is extended to teachers and educational professionals, um, doctors. So let me, and now they just tried to pass a law that allows these teachers to question your children about if there's firearms in the home. So now you have these liberal teachers that are telling your children uh, they're, that little boys should be little girls and vice versa that are planting these ideologies of communism, socialism in their minds. And now they're teaching children that these tools of protection and these tools of liberty are tools to be feared, are tools to commit acts of violence. And those attached to these tools mean to do harm and deserve to be robbed of their civil liberties, Mm -hmm. do process, robbed from them. Be forced into litigation, be forced into government, and fighting for their liberties based on irrational fears. These are dangerous laws, people. Mm-hmm. These are very dangerous. Because so, who's to say? Let, let's let's go. Let's let's talk about this here. Who's yeah. to say? Okay, I'm Big Booty Judy over here. Okay, I'm over here. I have. I just went out the other night. I met this man we were talking about finance all night long in in a professional aspect in a social setting, talking about finance. He, he does all these things with finance. He has his own company. I say, okay, here's my business card. I'd like to talk about how you can provide me a service and better service me as a consumer to help me, you know, work on my finances as a professional individual. Now, Said individual texts me and tells me he's interested in me. He wants to go out on a date. You know, he has more than professional intentions for me. And I say, okay, let's go on a date. We go on a date. The guy is a creep. I don't like him. He's very liberal. I tell him what I do for a living. He knows I have guns. I reject him. Now his ego is bruised. Now, because we went on a date, he can red flag me and say that I am a threat to society that I have plans to commit heinous acts against my community. And because he and I went on a date, now he has authority to report Mm -hmm. me and to be taken seriously in the justice system because he went on a date with me and my political uh, perspectives don't align with his. So now someone can come and rob me of my rights to defend myself and to protect my family.
0: Yeah. That's
2: sickening.
0: That's, uh, that's wild. That that's possible. And here's here's the thing. Like I know people that they're, advocating they're,
1: uh, for. That's what's even worse.
0: I've generally felt like there's a lot of people who are simply uneducated or misguided or very passionate, and they just don't have all the information. And because they kind of like locked into a crew, locked into like their friend group, like their opinions can't change without losing everything. And, and so, huh.
1: Echo chambers exist. And that is why it's so important. That's why it's so important for gun owners to represent the fact that they are proud, responsible gun owners. You cannot let these people bully you Mm -hmm. into being afraid to express yourself. That's the whole problem right now is if you are not expressing yourself and you are not having conversations about this, you are not opening the doors to education because education is the answer. That's yeah. why I do this. is because, And that's why we, you have this show, right? That's yes. why we have these conversations, is to bring awareness and education to such topics so people understand the validity and the depth to them.
0: Yeah, and I really, really hope that as, because every, every once in a while somebody's like, oh yeah, I've listened to the show. I'm like, you don't even own a gun. You know, and it's like, that's a great thing. And... <laughs> I hope that as the new gun owners or the prospective gun owners are listening, I hope that we can really share this with you and that you kind of take it to heart. and You understand, like, hey, like, as weird as it is to, like, first talk about anything that's maybe a little bit taboo in society, but oftentimes those conversations are important. Yeah, like, we we haven't been having them, and so many people have been harmed or abused because we've been scared to talk about it, right? It's like... They're scared to talk about sex in church. And guess what? Guess what? Are- <laughs> right. And, 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 and in the worst ways, like, oh, there's all sorts of abuse here. Husbands are doing this to their wives and it's just a bunch of terrible stuff. Right. And so like, we got it. We got to talk about it. We have to be um, willing and ready to have these conversations, even as people who maybe you don't even own a gun, but you, you do have a belief that we should be able to uh, own guns and be armed. And maybe you're not prepared to have a serious conversation. But let it be known, like, hey, I'm I'm for firearms. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm not gonna lose my mind if I find out somebody's carrying because there are people who are like that. There are people who. Are hey, like
1: this that. is the thing, though. If, if you if there's people out there in YouTube land and you have not bought your first gun yet, but you're thinking about buying your first gun, contact an instructor first and vet mm. your instructor. If you don't know how to do that, hi, here I am. My name is Alicia reach out to me. I'm more than happy to help you and guide you. I have a network of women and female and male instructors across the nation that I could refer you to, but don't just go out and buy a gun, educate yourself and understand the process and why this is important. That way you can make an educated purchase. That's going to be of your best effort and worth your time and money. Because it's not, this isn't, um, this isn't, you know, something you go out and it's like, you know, a happy meal you buy. It. Oh, mm-hmm. it's not for me. I'm going to buy something else. No, this is, this is a tool of Liberty
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's very essential that you understand how it works, the responsibility that's attached to it and your
2: duty as a responsible gun owner.
0: Mm-hmm. So have Absolutely. those
2: conversations out to people that can guide you.
0: Uh, I- dj play nice the moderator went ahead and posted uh your instagram handle in the uh in the live comment section i went ahead and posted it onto the visual stream for those who are watching on spotify or youtube and of course i
1: can't see the chat i can't see any of that stuff so i'm sorry you know, guys. It's,
0: it's right there on the screen right right towards the top it's maybe it's a little bit little you can't see it i'm but, afraid to
1: catch my screen because i don't want to mess it
0: up well, don't do it <laughs> don't do it um triggerology what up dude okay there welcome it is. There. Welcome to what we're doing here I love your work on Twitter X
1: Triggerology is the homie
0: Right, absolutely a bear. I hope
1: you're going to shot show So I can meet you Triggerology? Yes
0: Yes, go to shot show dude I'm not going this year, but you should go um, He said, cutesy, timid, shy Gun talk is over It's over, it's been dead It needed to die a long time ago Um, I went ahead and purchased a hatchet So we could bury its body out back Corny jokes for the win. And, ooh, here's a good question. Thank you for firing it in. How would you recommend we spend our next five days, $5 or five years and five years, excuse me, to support gun rights and firearms instructors or, sorry, to support gun rights and firearms normalization? So five days, five bucks, five years.
1: So In the next five days, do yourself a favor. Go to, you can go to my link tree. You could use my affiliates, get yourself all the tools that you need to be a responsible gun owner. That means, do you have a tourniquet? Do you have an IFAC? Do you have things of that nature that you are going to need to save somebody's life? Everybody wants to, you know, be cool and tote gats, but do you know how to save somebody's life? Because you're going to need an emergency medical kit in your vehicle and in your home. So responsible gun owners are prepared in all ways, not just with guns. So get yourself a tourniquet. Sign up for a Stop the Bleed class wherever you are. Look up instructors that you can find. Take a Stop the Bleed class and get that in the next year. That's what I would do. Five bucks. Donate to Rocky Mountain Gun Owners, man. Please do that. Fighting this uh, gun control on a state level is very, very important. And every dollar, every dollar counts. Every cent matters. So, yes. um, And for the next five years, train. Train. Get involved on a state level in your litigation and the laws that are being developed. Get to know who your representatives are. Who are your senators? Who are your representatives? Who are the people that are using their platform for or against you? And get in their ass. Let them know who you are. Make sure you are hounding. These people and you are letting them know what your perspectives are, what you want are, and that you will hold them accountable. Make sure that they know that if they don't do what you want them to do, that you will remove them from their position
2: and train. Enroll in classes. At least take it two training courses a year. If if you can't
1: afford that, then you need to reevaluate what you're spending your money on. Because if you're not training on how to defend your family and yourself, your priorities are all wrong.
0: Cancel Netflix, bro. I I definitely agree. People need to train. Um, Now, people will argue on the frequency and how much you should spend. But I I would say that there's a lot of really good courses that aren't um, prohibitively expensive that will teach you. Beyond the fundamentals, because the fundamentals, according to some people, is just like knowing the law and knowing how to pull the trigger. That's not going to it's not going to cut it. Um, it's no. not going to cut it at all. I would say if you want to see some additional gun footage that um, I've gone out and the training that I do, it's not stupid impressive, but it's, it's something. And I think people should maybe try to do some of that. It's on locals. You can watch it for free Uh DJ play nice was kind enough to post into the live chat, the link for Rocky mountain gun owners.org, uh, RMGO.org. If you guys want to go donate to uh, that cause in the lawsuit that you guys are bringing, um, I would say if you got five bucks, throw it. You know, obviously if, the if more you the better.
1: To, if you go to my link tree and all of my bios, I'm on Twitter or X at boomstick, babe, my link tree's in there. You can go to my Instagram at the boomstick, babe on there. You can go to my website. Um, there is a link that if you go to on there for Rocky mountain gunners, that that money goes directly to my lawsuit
2: to directly the
1: lawsuit, yeah. to my lawsuit against the state of Colorado. He also asked what he can do to normalize gun culture again. And You guys aren't going to like this, but you need to start having conversations with people that aren't like you.
2: Mm
1: -mm. You need to start wearing shirts that say you shoot guns. You need to start talking to people about difficult things and having conversations, not arguments, but conversations. And you need to be willing to listen to the opposition and you need to lead by example and demonstrate what it means to be a responsible gun owner. Because they're thinking that we are going to be these irrational, violent people, that we have these tools because we intend to commit harm. And they need to understand that we have these tools because, one, it's our natural right as humans, it's our civil right as Americans, and it is our duty as children of God to be protectors of innocence and of our own lives. And we are all made in that likeness. I want you to understand that. So if you want to have true change, you need to start having ugly truths and having conversations with people that don't agree with you
0: and get your back. I'm going to recommend people to do this, to do these two things. First get offline. I'm not saying that you can't have good, intelligent conversations with people who are willing to talk, but oftentimes I've seen in comment sections and things like that, people are willing to write two paragraphs, three paragraphs, a whole novel, telling you why you're uh, the devil, why you have the blood of children on your hands. Apparently I've murdered many babies. Uh, I didn't know I had that kill count. That's insane. So mm-hmm. get offline, have real conversations with people really in your life, or even people that you meet in public. Uh, or I'm, I'm, I'm at subway and somehow I've ended up having a conversation with the, with the guy in line because they ran out of meatballs or whatever, you know, and now we're talking about stuff. Talk about guns, you know, talk yeah. about guns. Um, And secondly, if you are going to get sucked into a conversation online in an Instagram comment section on X, don't be disrespectful, hold your ground, be assertive, but don't get sucked into uh, name calling, calling, hurling mud, doing a lot of the the cool kid two-way stuff that I've seen. Um, And I, I get it. Some of it's fun, but like. Maybe, maybe you know, write once, write one paragraph. come in, coming from the perspective that we're we're sharing this with them, it might not change their mind, but the next person who reads this is going to plant some seeds. That that's my prescription. I don't know if you disagree or if you would do something differently, but I care about being a student. In.
1: You have student. to elevate your mode of conduct. You are setting the example to the world of what it means to be a gun owner. Step it up. Get your vocabulary on point. Make sure that you spell things properly. Make sure you conduct yourself with the highest level of integrity that you have. And then some. Because why? They're looking for every opportunity to tear you down. Or to make an example out of you. Or to support their crazy ideologies. Don't give them any reason. Mm. Because you're representing an entire community of people. Do it with grace, do it with class and do it with integrity. And when, I, and a lot of these times we seem to forget that our, the opposition and us, we have a lot in common. We, we have more in common than you realize. They just want to be safe. They just want to feel safe. So do we. Our, our, our perspectives and our our ideologies on how safe looks like is where we differentiate and wow. i want them to understand and i i've said this many times i love to talk to moms demand action i love talking to them because they're full of fear
2: mm-hmm. and
1: what i love to ask them is okay if we were in the grocery store and we we're in you know the same aisle and i had my family and you had yours and here comes a bad guy with a gun and i murked that bad guy and i risked my life to save you and your kids, would you still feel the same way about my gun? Would you still want to disarm me? Because I'm a protector. Right. And I think we need to start pounding into these people's minds the true nature of what it means to be a gun owner. We're, we're keepers of peace. We're not here looking for trouble. We're here to defend life. We're here to defend mm-hmm. innocence. We're here to stand for truth and justice and be good people. And if you're going to be argumentative and ignorant and play into their way you become the loser immediately because you become baited and you lower yourself and your integrity to their level. Show wow. them what it means to be a higher caliber of a human being and have I dignity.
0: That. I love that. Because
1: nobody can throw stones at you and nobody can bring you down is if you maintain that level of integrity. They will they will burn themselves into the ground with Insults. Oh, I, I get insulted all the time. People tell me all the time, "Oh, all the, you have all the, you know, dead children's blood on your hands," and I'm like, "Really? I thought you did because you're the one that disarmed all those people that they couldn't defend themselves." Mm. And that's mm-hmm. the truth. So if you don't want to see children die, tell me why you would want somebody who is not like me in that position to defend those kids because any child in my presence and I and tell them this any child any person in my presence whether you are of my political astute or not you are safe with me because I don't play that game I have to answer to the Lord honey that's who I answer to and if I die because I was defending life and protecting the children and protecting the people and you find me surrounded in brass with the bodies of my enemies around me i did my job and i'm more than happy to meet my maker and tell him that i protected my protected life
0: wow chills okay i love it alicia thank you so much for for sharing that um i 100% agree because people they don't know the, the, the levels, of in, in the painstaking details we paid attention to and the amount of time we put into training to become the most efficient and effective uh, practitioners of, of firearm skills and the ability to defend life. Um, the hours and hours and days and dollars spent to make sure that you are deadly accurate, and, of course, taking care of yourself, uh, whether it be up here or in here, uh, to make sure that you are sound and, and ready to to go to work to save somebody's life. And not even just from, you know, active shooter with an AR-15. It could be anything and everything, you know. And, and I'm glad that you were able to explain yourself so well. And I definitely appreciate that. Alicia, can you just one more time, let people know where to find you? I do see that um, we posted the link tree, but if you just share one more time with the people.
1: Sure. My name is Alicia Garcia. You can go to my website, BoomstickBabe.com. You can go to uh, Twitter or X at BoomstickBabe. I'm on there. I post a lot of great deals, uh, gun deals, purchases, lots of, you know, I have a lot of things to say on there. Come on to Twitter and X and follow me. You'll be sure to see the alicia Joe in full fled flavor um you can go to instagram i'm at the boomstick babe on there i'm kind of shadow banned on there so you have to type it in exactly as it is at the boomstick babe um you can find me i believe on tiktok i'm heavily shadow banned on there anything where boomstick babe is that is me hi
0: all right (laughs) so let's go ahead and sign off thank you so much and uh I'm glad we got a chance to have this conversation finally after so long my bad my fault all right let's make this thing happen let's sign off all right guys so thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of costly conversations podcast my name is Aaron you probably know me as armed atlas there's a QR code in the corner that actually takes you to the armed atlas youtube channel if you're interested in my firearms content, we're making a little bit of a comeback. We're going to bring some more in there. Um, if you're on YouTube, make sure to check out the live chat because um, our moderators have posted a whole ton of links in here just to make sure that you have access to everything here. But also we're going to post the links uh, in other places as well. If you're interested in additional bonus episodes where I'm just chilling on the couch behind me having conversations with some of the most recent guests maybe some people who haven't been on the show that maybe it doesn't quite make sense for us to have like a full you know hour and a half two hour conversation uh via the podcast side uh but I just want to sit back and like just chit chat about like everyday stuff I'm doing a new thing called kickback um part of it's been on the locals feed so make sure you're signed up there com. but usually we try to stream it here at least at first and um you know if you want to catch that make sure you catch it live we've been doing it on thursdays at about like 7 30 central standard time guys thank you so much for being here i love you guys you guys are awesome appreciate everyone who's been here live i see so many of you in the live feed and of course if you're on the podcast side i definitely appreciate you make sure you join our discord it's completely free to join There is no strings attached, but if you're a gun owner thinking about it, you have questions, we have a ton of instructors just chilling in there, competition shooters, USPSA, like master level guys. Um, They're just hanging out in a live chat. If you want, punch a question in. It's like better than AI because it'll actually give you real answers from real people who have done the thing. So let's make sure we do that. Until then, keep it costly.